Welcome to the A Champion's Mind podcast. Today I've got a pretty special interview here with a young man named Tyrell Fuchs, who is a teammate of mine riding for the Elevate Club team, and he's out of New Mexico. So Tyrell, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. So I want to give a little bit of background on Tyrell. Uh, this is a I mean, this is a really exciting, I guess, interview for me to do because Tyrell was one of the first athletes that approached me that wanted to work and partner with me on the mindset coaching stuff. So he was one of the first athletes that said, you know, I want to I want to go ahead and partner with you. Let's do this and let's start this journey on strengthening my mindset. And so it's been about eight months that he and I have been together and I just wanted to bring him on so that he could kind of walk us through some of the stuff that maybe has been helpful and some of the stuff that he's been able to improve upon and how how things have just gone. So I'm not going to say too much. I'm going to allow him to kind of share with you guys. So Tyrell, let's we'll start from the top. You started your season. You came down to Texas, which was cool because I got to see you. And you did a race here in the Dallas area called the Cedar Hill Race Festival Day number one, first race day of the year, you've been training all winter, you've been doing the work and doing all that kind of stuff and just super anxious to race. And day number one didn't really go as planned. How did you take that from a mindset perspective when you're all excited and then there's this kind of kind of a little bit of maybe a letdown in terms of not seeing the start to the season the way mm-hmm. that you had envisioned it? Yes, yeah, so... So day one of Cedar Hill, my my fitness was good. I feel like I had the skill that day to do a lot better than I did. And, like, I came in not dead last, but very close to it. That was definitely, like, a letdown to myself a little bit. But with my growth mindset, I tried to not let it get to me, if you know what I'm saying. So the next day I went out there. And the course was a little different. It was a little more suited to me. And I just forgot about the first day and went out there. And I can't remember exactly what place I got, but it was a lot better than the first day. Just forgetting about the first day and learning, taking what I learned from the first day and bringing it into the second day. I have taken what I learned that race, the whole race, and take it into the rest of the season with me. Okay, so what we're saying, or what what I'm what I'm tracking with you on here is, you kind of you kind of break down a performance, right? Uh huh. Yeah, you have me do the um, the growth forms after every race I do, and you just have me write down everything that everything that I did basically. So a couple things I did correctly, a couple things that I need to improve on in the next race. And it really helps, helps me grow in physically and mentally and helps me move on from a bad performance. And even in a good performance, it helps me take what I've learned and bring it into the next performance. 
I'm just going to expand a little bit upon the growth form. Tyrell is correct. What I give the athletes is anytime that they compete, I send them this form, and it's called a growth form. And the reason why it's called a growth form is because every competition is an opportunity for us to grow and to improve. Call it that. What it does is essentially it's kind of the equivalent of the football player that studies film on a Saturday after a high school game on Friday. So what we're looking at is we're looking at the performance as objectively as we can. So we're not trying to get emotions involved. And we're studying the things that went well that we can look to do maybe in the next competition because they obviously went well for us and they they were things that attributed maybe to some success. And then we're looking at areas to improve. I don't call them failures because nothing is a catastrophic failure. At least that's what I believe. So we look at areas to improve. And then we look to get better at those. And we just continue to do these growth forms. And we just continue to ask those kinds of questions. And then, as Tyrell said, you know, I believe in this thing. We need to have mental amnesia. We need to be able to forget the previous day and move on to the next one. And as you'll see as we go through this interview, I believe that's been kind of a common trend in Tyrell's season is he's been very, very effective in forgetting the previous day, whether the previous day was a good day or whether it was a bad day. I think it's important to have mental amnesia with both and just to be Mm -hmm. able to look at the following day and hit that reset button and say, okay, it is a brand new day. Let's be focused right here, right now, and let's move forward. Tyrell, you mentioned a growth mindset a little bit ago here, and I wanted to talk about how that has played out. Again, kind of as a product of the growth forms, Tyrell and I, we looked at him and we started thinking to ourselves, hey, there's this room for improvement. I'm starting to notice that it's kind of revolving a lot around crit racing, which for those of you that don't know what that is, that's kind of an American style kind of racing and cycling uh, where you do some, it's faster racing, the laps are shorter, riders are in a lot closer proximity, there generally tends to be a lot of turns. The risk of maybe crashing is a little bit higher in these than maybe in road racing, traditional road racing. But we started noticing that crit racing was one of these areas where maybe Tyrell can kind of make the most improvement. Tyrell, how did you apply this growth mindset that you're talking about a little bit earlier? How did you apply that specifically to crit racing? And what have you seen in your crit racing as this season has gone on? So just my overall racing skills have gone up. That's helped me in crit racing. But really focusing on having trust in the bike a little bit more. And believing, it it sounds weird, but just believing in yourself a little bit when you're going into a tight corner and having faith that that you're not going to crash, it's really helped me. And this, you, like you said, this is one of the weaker spots in my sport for me. And just training and not focusing on the things that could go wrong in a crit, which there's a lot of, and focusing on the things that can go right for me, really playing that out when it comes to race day. So a little bit later in the season, I won my first crit. I took all the crits that I had ever done before and in anything anyone's ever taught me, and I, I played it out. It turned out really well for me. I won. That's really important is to take take what you've learned in some of your weaker areas and 
in working on those things and focusing when it comes to race day, focusing on the good things and the things that you can do well, and it'll it'll turn out good for you. But Tyrell, just sticking with crit racing here, can you tell people like a lot of our conversations have revolved around you did these things better with the crit racing, but yet there are still some things that you want to work on. Tactically, you wanted to, I mean, I remember you even telling me, I kind of want one of these crits to come down, you know, so Tyrell, just to, just to let you guys know, Tyrell, you know, has been winning some of these crits and placing well in some of these crits at a breakaway. So he would break away with another rider or another couple riders. Obviously, his odds are greatly improved. He's with two other riders, so he's got a 33% chance of winning, or maybe he's with one other rider, so he's got a 50% chance of winning. Obviously, odds are greatly improved there, but I remember a lot of the conversations revolving around you were kind of excited. You were like, well, I kind of hope one of these ends in a kind of a bunch sprint because I really want to, I really want to explore that part of, of my, of, mm-hmm. of my riding. And I really, I, I really feel that I have a sprint that can win a group sprint and there's only one way to find out. And that's if I'm involved in a group sprint. And I remember you being kind of excited about like being able to work that out. Why is that? Why, why so, do you, you know, why do you have these kinds of thoughts and, and want to just continue to, I mean, if you're winning races and breakaways, why would you even dream of wanting to be in a group sprint where your odds are significantly lower of winning? So definitely right now, at least like I, I'm not a sprinter, but for a cat three, I think, I think I have the power to win a bunch sprint. And so the tour of Gila, there was the crit. There was a guy up the road and I tried to bridge up to him and I did, I did a big sprint for, for me a couple, couple laps before the last lap and it failed. I didn't get away, but I, I believe that if I would have used that sprint at the end of the race, I could have not one, of course, cause there was a guy up the road, but I could have placed a lot better than I ended up. Cause when it came to the, Came to the last lap, I, I was done. My my sprint was gone. Like, I didn't have anything left in me. So the reason I would want to try and win a sprint, even though I'm breakaway rider, it's all about the growth for me. Like, I, I want to see what I can do, even if it doesn't necessarily win mean winning the race. I, I want to see what I can do and sprinting something I'm not great at. So... I want to try to do it, even even though I'm not great at it, I want to improve still. We haven't talked about it much, but if you've got this kind of a mindset where you're just looking to grow and you're just looking to improve, how much, and you said I may not win, how much stock are you placing in results? I mean, you talked about Cedar Hill and you said I don't even know what place I got. How much are you focusing on the actual result? versus maybe focusing on the process? Something I've learned over the years of racing and something my brother really taught me is, and you, of course, we've really worked on this a lot, is I try my best to go into every race as I'm going to do my best. Like, it sounds cheesy and everything, but that's what I try to do going into every race is, only trying to do my best. Like I can't, I can't do any better than my best. If I've been focusing on the process in training and in everything I do, my best can get me first place a lot of times. And 
working on a growth growth mindset in training as well as racing. I'm not going into a race saying I'm going to win this, even though I might think that a little bit, but I'm going into the race thinking I'm going to do my best. As I frequently say, and part of the reason why I wanted to bring you on here, could we say that you have achieved some pretty good results thus far this season in terms of actual like results sheet, like what number you are on the results sheet? Could we say that? Yeah, definitely. Tyrell is a really good testament. He's been really good at sticking to the process and wanting to learn and grow as much as possible. And because he's been so faithful to that, it hasn't really surprised me when I get a text message from him or I get a Facebook message from him and he's at a race and he tells me, hey, I did this today. But Tyrell, it doesn't always go that way, does it? So let's land the plane by talking about your most recent race. The Tour of the Gila, which is over in New Mexico, so he got to race locally, and it's a really big race, and a lot of people come in from out of the state to do that race, and Tyrell had kind of circled that one as one that he wanted to do well at, and he did, but he didn't, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. This race had five stages, so it was a long it was a long race, there were multiple days, five, five continuous days of racing, and Tyrell, let's just, let's start at... Day number one, I mean, how was day number one for you at the Tour of the Gila? Day number one went really well for me. Leading into the race, I had, my training was down. I had studied the whole race. I I knew what was coming up. I knew that the competition would be tough. And so day one, I went out there and I raced my bike and I won. In the leader's jersey, super happy. And then day two, didn't go as planned. I mean, there was a tough descent, and that's a skill that I lack and that I've been trying to work on a lot. And so I lost the leader's jersey that day. It was tough, and it sucked, but, I mean, there was more days of racing left. Even if I wasn't in the GC battle anymore or close to it, I could still win another stage or do well. Going in, I think the TT was the next day after that second stage, and I felt really good. I got all my warm-up, got it all down. My fitness for after two days of racing, like I was feeling good and strong. I went into that race, and I finished the race. My time, like I thought it was pretty good. I was satisfied with my time. And waiting for results, just sitting around, I saw the results sheet, and... I placed like, I don't even remember, like 10th or something. And it it was weird because like I was already happy with my result, with what I had done. And I thought I did my best. And then I, I look back at the end of the race and like I look at my file and it's like I could have paced this a lot better. And so going back going back to our growth forms, I put that in my growth form, I think, after that night that I really could have paced myself better. Going into the next day, I moved on and didn't focus on my previous stages, and I raced my crit. I didn't do well at all in the crit. That was Placing-wise, that was my worst day. We talked about my sprint, tried to get away, and wasted all my sprint. But overall, it was a really good race. Even placing-wise, it wasn't great, but I feel like I learned a lot, and 
it turned out to be a good race after all. The last day was the road race, and I was a lot of time down on GC. I 15 minutes or 16 minutes, and so I showed up the next day. Like, I was still feeling good. Like, I knew I was feeling good from the previous two days. Really, the only day I didn't feel good was the second day. And feeling good going into the last day, like, knew I was going to try try to win the thing. And an early breakaway got up the road, and, like, I didn't actually think it would get away. But first 10 miles, they had six minutes on us. And so I packed and tried to bridge up to it. And they let me go. The pack let me go. I caught one of the guys, and he worked with me, a fellow New Mexican, and he worked with me, and there's like a final climb. I can't remember how long it is, but it's like an hour-long climb to the finish, and he he worked with me till the climb and delivered me to the climb, and I never caught the final two people up the road, but I closed down a lot of time on them and ended up placing third in the stage. Results-wise, that wasn't wasn't like the best I could have done, but for me, that was the best result of the race, getting third on that last day. I performed my best that day, physically and mentally. You're taking us through this race, and over a course of five days, you went from the highest point, which is winning a stage, and that's how you started it, to being towards the back, to then being somewhere in the middle, to then ending up the day on the podium again. Now, the the question that I have for you that I'd like you to share with, with folks listening is, how is that possible to have that kind of a resilience in your race? Normally, we'd hear about somebody being in the leader's jersey, having a bad day number two, and you can pretty much write them off and forget about them for the rest of the race, versus... Mm-hmm having maybe a different mindset where you have a bat you have a great first day, the best first day you could have. The second day could have gone worse, but not by much. The next day was decent, the next day was less than decent, and then all of a sudden you crescendo and you end up on a good day. I mean how how is it that that was possible for you to do? After the second day I no longer had the pressure of having to focus on the race as a whole, like my GC battle was done. So each stage I did and then forgot about. So going into the next day, my result from the previous stage, it didn't matter anymore. Like it was three different races on the last three days. They had nothing to do with each other. So I would do a race and I would move on. I wouldn't think about that race the next day. I couldn't let that result get to me really. And it turned out well in the end. So the last day, I went into it not not worrying about what happened the day before, the day before. And it, it turned out well. I remember you and I talking before this race. I said that was going to be critical and that was going to be the key to doing well. Whether you mm-hmm. were winning the race overall or you weren't winning the race overall, what we needed to do was every essentially this race contained five chapters in a book. And after we finished one chapter, we would move on to the next chapter and we would close the previous one, whether it was good, bad, or ugly, and we would just move on to the next one. And that's how we're able to bounce back from adversity. That's how we're able to take success and not let it get to our head too much because we're continuously 
moving forward, we're continuously growing, we're continuously learning. And when we break down the quote-unquote the data and we look at these growth forms and such, then all of a sudden we've got a, a game plan moving forward and this just continues to kind of snowball upon itself. Tyrell has, has done a really, really good job this season just taking all of this in and really being a student. Um, he, he's really studied hard. He's really looked at everything. He's really taken everything that I've, that I've you know, tried to implement and, and teach him. And not that he's taken it all straight in, straight on. He's questioned it, but he's, he's mulling it over. He's struggling with it. He's okay with being open to different things. And so this is the reason why I wanted to bring him on because I think he's a stellar example of somebody who's really taken to the process, somebody who really doesn't necessarily see a finish line. I guess let's end with this, Tyrell. You and I talk about, you know, you being committed to mastery. Can you tell people briefly here what that means for you? What is what does being committed to mastery mean for you? Being committed to mastery for me basically basically means results don't matter. Every day when I go train, no matter if it's a recovery ride or some super hard interval session, like I go into that day and do my absolute best. I try my hardest every day. Taking that into a race with you and taking that into your training, I think it it can make you dangerous when you don't care about what result you're going to get at a race. If it can be dangerous for your competition because you're you're there to do your best and other people are there to try to win and if you're not trying to win every training training ride then you're probably not going to win your race. I like what you said there, that you can be dangerous when you're right. When there's a rider who goes into a competition, they're just looking to do their best. That's the person that's willing to maybe attack at a time when people aren't expecting it. That's a person that's willing to take a risk and, and throw it all away for the sake of just getting the most out of themselves. And you're absolutely correct. Those are the kinds of riders you need to look out for because they're just in it for the process. They're in it for giving their absolute best. And as you said a little bit earlier, when you give your absolute best and you do that consistently, it's amazing how you will begin to find some of those results. Lastly, before we go, I do want to just kind of plug. So Tyrell and I, we understand, I think many of you listening also understand, this can't all be a one-sided battle. So although Tyrell and I work together to solidify his mind and his mindset, and that's what we do when we jump on the phone and when we chat, there has to be another side of this component, and that's the physical component. And so Tyrell has also been working with Source Endurance and specifically Zach Allison in Fort Collins. And he's done a great job, Zach has, in preparing himself physically as well. When you bring both of those together and you've got an athlete who is taking care of the physical side and he's also taking care of the mindset side, you've just got a recipe for success. And so we wanted to make sure that those guys get their credit where it's due because you can't just have one or the other. You've got to have them both. And Tyrell recognizes that. He is leaving nothing to chance which is why he's been a great champion thus far, and I'm excited to see what other things he's able to accomplish because, uh, you know, when you have an athlete that has this growth mindset, they're willing to explore any and all avenues 
in terms of in, in, able to, in, in order to get the most out of themselves. Tyrell, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us and for just giving people a little bit of insight into kind of how you're viewing things and kind of how this stuff is playing out in your training and your racing. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This was fun. Awesome. Tyrell, well, uh, we will maybe have you on a little bit later and kind of catch up with you maybe at the end of the season. We're about halfway through, so Tyrell's got another half of the season to go. And so we're looking forward to uh, hearing some fantastic things from him again. So thanks, Tyrell, so much for being on. Yeah, thank you.